Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. I'm Joe, along with Aaron and Jeff, and we do have a special guest today, Miss Lisa. How's it going? It's going good for a Friday. For a Friday. There you go. What's going on, you guys? Man, I am fantastic. I just got back into town, had a nice little mini vacation. I got my mom coming in town today. Can't tell me nothing. How was vacation? Alabama is great. It was awesome. Alabama. Alabama. Cool, man. Speaking of Alabama, I saw some pictures Erin posted, and she was in a hot dog suit. <laughs> a hot, a hot I can't dog wait suit. for Jeff to get hot a hold of that photo. Suit. I already like screenshot it, and I memed it. So yeah. that was that was your vacation masquerading as a Oscar Mayer. Look, my girl said she had to have this place called Whacked Out Wieners. Oh my. It was the best hot dog I've ever had, but... Did you get to, did you get to go up and sing the song? How does it go? O-S-C-A-R, my, whatever. How, I Oscar forget how... Meyer. My baloney yeah, has right. a first name. Hey, true it's story. O-S-C- my first ex-wife, her last name was B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Baloney. Pronounced Bologna. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. you would know, Guinea. No, no, seriously. <laughs> That's pretty fun. I, quite honestly, I don't know if... If I could deal with having the last name of freaking baloney. No, you know I mean? you'd have to change it. What's your last name, Joe? Don't Joe doesn't tell anybody his would, last name. You know He's what? from Jersey. You, no, you, you want to you want to know what? If my last name was like baloney, I would no shit. I would I would name my kid like fried. <laughs> well, no, fried bologna is awesome, bro. Well, you know what my last name is. So we I wanted to name my son Donald. Ooh, get it, Donald? Yeah. Mm. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> All right, then. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> enough silliness. All right, anyways, yeah. enough silliness. Yeah, Aaron, what do we got going on this morning? We have our special guest, Miss Lisa, here. Why don't you uh, go ahead and um, tell us what we're talking about today? Yeah, so today um, I asked Lisa to come on to the show because, uh, you know, I've known Lisa since I walked in the rooms and I was actually just talking to her last week. I remember um, it's one of my first meetings um, actually in this trailer, and uh, I remember Lisa was bawling, crying, and was talking about, you know, having to deal with... Um, oh, that's a great impression right, right there. Right, <laughs> Balling, crying. I'm newly sober. And um, she was sharing, you know, about the struggles she was going through with her child. And um, the one thing, though, that's been consistent since I've known Lisa and grown closer to her is watching her, like, me newly sober, she's got, like, 11 years now, and watching her walk through everything that she's had to walk through, um, just life on life's terms. And she stayed sober, and it's definitely it definitely hit me hard, newly sober. It's like, wow, she's going through that, and she's not drinking? And it blew my mind. You know, but I, I do want Lisa to tell some more about that, though. All right, I can do that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, first I'm going to say that it, it ain't me keeping me sober, for sure. God does it all. That's right. Um, but I've learned all those tools in Alcoholics Anonymous, you know. I definitely, as I was coming over here and I was praying this morning, and I was like, God, just just give me a message of hope for somebody else, you know, because that's kind of what it's about. It's like, how did I get through it? And I've reached out to other women who've walked through it before me. And, you know, I've in the beginning, I was like, I didn't get fucking sober to go through this. Right, you know, right. It's not fair, God. I mean, I get mad at God on, t- on occasions, and I'm like, why, you know? And I don't know the answer to that, but I just keep trudging and, you know, doing more AA right now. And um, I know that um, I can't change my son. And I was praying this morning. It's like, God, give me more strength 
because the only person that's going to change the circumstance is you, God, and me. You know, I got to get stronger because he's not listening, you know, and I can't tell him and I can't scare him. And I listened to Caleb's story this morning just to kind of, because that was a different version, but I was like, God, I need to talk to Caleb (laughs) because he's Ashton. He's my son, you know, in a way. So, you know, it's AA, it's the women, it's God, it's all the tools in that toolbox are going to get me through it one day at a time. Well, and how old is Ashton now? 14 and a half. And he went to rehab at 12. Mm. I took him to rehab at 12. And that's when Aaron saw me in the meeting. I had literally just come back from taking him. I mean, you know, was it a knee-jerk reaction? I don't think so. He was messing with pills. And I was afraid he was going to accidentally kill himself taking pills. Now, now today, it's he smokes weed all the time. Mm -hmm. And he's blatant. And, you know, cooking up. Uh, let's say, yes, Saturday, here's a perfect little short version story. Saturday went to ladies meeting, had lunch with Aaron, came home a super on a nice high from my ladies, you know, meeting. My son is in the house cooking up butter and pot to make Rice Krispie pot treats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, that yeah. good stuff. He That's and right. I would have been hanging out. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Good stuff. Oh, boy. Wow. I mean, <laughs> speechless, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, hey. Well, if there's anything that we are going to ask you, you don't feel comfortable answering. Just, you know, just say you don't feel comfortable answering it. Mm-hmm. Um, how old were you when you first started drinking and using? I think I was 12 when mm. I took my first drink. Um, drinking alcoholically and your parents were around? My parents, well, my, yeah, my parents were in my life, my whole, I mean, they were divorced pretty much when I was 11. And um, I remember paying somebody five, we went to the, my mom dropped us off at the skating ring. We paid somebody $5 to take us to a party in mm-hmm. Middleburg. And we drank like in the red solo cups. And oh, the yeah. Oh, yeah. And then some guy did like, like, like drug drugs in front of me. And I freaked the flip out. And I don't have a drug story in my teenage years. I mean, I got into a little bit of it when I got in my 20s. And so it's been challenging to have a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old. And, you know, just the blatancy. You know, we, I don't know about y'all's story, but I was sneaky with my stuff. Right. You know? Oh, he's right out. out front. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you didn't really put your parents, <laughs> you didn't really put your parents through no. the ringer then. No, my kid's so, doing it. Oh, this is a different experience then. Yeah, you yeah. can't be like, well, I did that too. And I smoked pot one time when I was 16. And then never did I touch it again until a few times in my 20s. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know for me, so, you know, when, when I was putting my mom through the ringer, and boy, have I, um, I always would try to hide it. But it's like, she would kind of look at me like, why are you even trying? You know, like, you're just kind of lying to my face in a sense. Like, I know what you're doing. You know, um, you are up all night, but you sleep all day. Like, come on now. It's obvious. So I know for my mom, it was really hard, even though, like, I wasn't doing things exactly in front of her. It was my behaviors and the patterns that she was seeing that it's kind of like, why even try to hide it? You know, but I did try to I, I thought just like any alcoholic we think oh they won't know you know I, I love hearing newcomers come back in and they're like you know i i had a i had a sponsee right now and she's like i managed my alcoholism very well the last time and i'm like oh yeah tell me about that and she starts telling me 
well, you know, I was late to work a few times. No, no, I didn't have any friends. <laughs> right. I didn't have a car. I lost my car. Um, I couldn't pay the payments. My parents wouldn't talk to me. Okay, so you weren't handling it okay, you know? <laughs> but, but manageability. Right. <laughs> but we tell ourselves, like, hey, nobody knows. And really, we're the last people that really know that. Well, that I've is got- true. We are the last people. Everybody knows. Everybody Pretty knows. Much. Yeah. yeah. And, and my response was always like, yeah, but I'm not hurting you. Who cares? It, you know, oh, well, I've got a couple of questions for you, though, Lisa. So you're um, sober since 2009 or 2010, correct? To July 2010. Okay. So I'll be picking up, God willing, in July 11. Okay. That's so awesome. I'm in my 11th year. Yes. That's so right. uh, well into year 11. Yeah. And uh, so your son day. was three, basically, when you got clean and sober and you had custody of him. Did you bring him to all meetings all the time? All the time. I mean, uh, I mean, I time to a lot of meetings in the middle of the day, so I didn't have to worry about it. And I remember in early sobriety, um, and this is going to be a great piece for women who have young children and are trying to get sober. And they're, and I know I used this excuse, and I stopped using it. Oh, I got a kid. I don't want to take him to the meetings. And somebody said, and I don't know who it was, they said, if you don't come to those meetings with your kid, you ain't going to have to worry about your kid because you're not going to have your kid. You're not going to have your job. You might not have your life. And that resonated with me. And I drug him in the kitchen sink to these meetings for a real for probably a good four or five years. He grew up in the rooms of oh, Alcoholics I, Anonymous. Oh, I Ladies remember. meetings is what I called them. Yeah. You know. Did he have headphones on when he was in here? Did you know like at, when he got a little older, was he paying attention? Did he oh, ever bring things yeah. up to you after the meetings or ask questions? Yeah. I heard Jeff not no, um, Joe was talking about that in the Caleb's talk about, you know, I want to bring my kids to the meetings and they'll hear things. And you said something about that, too. And, yeah, when it started to get to where he could hear things, I was kind of like, Mm. let's stop that because I don't want him to hear stories about that, which he knows more stuff um, about drugs than I knew. And it's all because of social media. So my mistake as a parent one of them, was giving him full access and not knowing. I didn't know. You know, I know now. So when I meet new parents, I'm like, don't let your kids get on social media. Don't let them be on YouTube. My son knows everything you want to know about anything is on YouTube. Yeah. Something I want to say about what Aaron said. When you said um, you were um, being sneaky about it, honestly, I wish he was more sneaky about it because it's, it's really hard for him to just walk and then come back in and I know, and he's high or walk out and I know he's going to get high. I mean, just make it disappear. Just make it disappear. It is so hard for me to know it's going on. I mean, I've searched his room, thrown his pot away. We had a big old argument about it. Oh, somebody (laughs) money. I said, you tell that drug dealer to come to my house. I'll give him his $55 and I won't ask any questions because I don't want nothing to happen to Ashton, but I got to get stronger. Do you have full custody of him now? I do. You do, right? Okay. Because I know a little bit about the dad there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of trauma. And, uh, you know, I was telling Aaron, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous has taught me that I can't change the past. I have to live in the present. I definitely believe that all of the, a lot of this is that. It's not all that. Because as a sponsor told me early on when that happened, I have played a, I have a, I have a part in it boy, I was pissed. I was pissed. (laughs) That's right. But you know what? What she said, as I cooled off and I walked through it, I realized I had a part. And that was, I didn't teach my son how to treat me. I didn't teach Hmm. him to treat me with respect. And so, you know, he doesn't play a part in that happening to him. 
and then he didn't deserve what happened to him. He has no part in that. But, you know, I, I, we're in therapy, we're in new therapy, we're in this. I mean, I try new things. I gotta, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So I'm going to throw a couple of quick questions at you here. Okay. Number one, is he a full-time student actually going to school or are there problems there? Number two, is he only smoking weed now? And number three, does he drink excessively? Do you think he's actually alcoholic as well? Great question. The last one is a great question because Aaron and me had a conversation about that. So I'm not ready to rule him an addict or an alcoholic because he's 14 and a half Mm -hmm. and he has trauma experience. He currently is a full-time student, um, but he was homeschooled for a year and a half. He's only been in school for five weeks. Mm. Some days he goes, some days he doesn't. And I tell him, "It's, it's your journey. You're the one that has to repeat the grade, not me. Do you want to be in the middle school still or do you want to go to the high school? What was the second question? Oh, alcoholically, he's not drinking. He's at O, and he's, as far as I know, he's just smoking weed. He, I think he's afraid of the pills, but I do believe he has dabbled in some Xanax recently. Are you drug testing? I've tried. My kid has a really strong will. Have you met my kid lately? Yes. Lately? Nah. So he, won't, he, he won't pee in a cup for you? He won't lately. Nah. Oh, well, oh, mom, you drug test me all the time. I do it for you all the time. And when he doesn't, when he does that, I know he's done something else. Mm-hmm. But I have drug tested him a lot. And usually it's just the pot. But recently, we got like Fort Knox at my apartment, com- my apartment building, which I'm having to move because of his behaviors. And I'm taking the problem with me. And, you know, I've called the police. I'm, I'm that mom now. I'm like, I, I called the police when he was cooking the pot. And they did nothing. Oh, boy. Yeah, so you know, um, I can't imagine for my mom. Uh, you know, she was my enabler. She was always there for me, and uh, she called the cops on me too. But eventually, what she wound up doing to me was kicking me out, showing me that tough love. And I've seen that happen so many times. Has that come across your mind at some point? You may have to do that. Show that tough love. Listen, if you're not going to live by my rules, then you're either going to go back to your father where you hate going, or you're going to be outside sleeping in the woods. I mean, I know he's only fourteen, right? And, yeah. and he went through a drug rehab at 12. Was that court ordered? or No. no? He willingly went. It was, um, when he was 12, um, <coughs> his dad's not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, there's too much trauma yep. in sending somebody back to that environment. I've done it. That didn't work. I can't do it again. Mm-hmm. I've, I've told him, you know, if I have to send you to drug rehab, you know, and I'm not sure that that's the answer. No. He, need, um, you know, talked about Teen Challenge, but the challenge for me is I don't have that kind of cash. Uh, it's expensive to send your kid to, like, a behavioral program. I mean, I'm turning over rocks, trying to find ways, applying for loans, but um, I can't kick him out because I am responsible. That's right. Um, it's part of why, uh, you know, I don't want my kid in the juvenile justice system, and he hasn't been in it yet. Um but and hopefully won't be right but you know you can't scare somebody you know and i'm just i'm not sure what the answer is i mean i know for me like i think you know that's actually a good question to ask my mom but um i know from from my point of view in it all when i was in the deepest you know of kind of growing up and, and getting into everything you know, she let me do it as I did. And then especially once I started, like, getting in trouble. Um, and and she, Lisa just said it, you know, like, you can't scare somebody. I think that clicked in my mom's head because I saw her kind of, you know, and that, 
take her hands off the reins. And, and that's, and the, especially in this last year, just Lisa and I are just getting close. So this is all from observation, you know, from a chair across the room and watching her and listening to her share, like of how she's taking her hands off the reins. You know, I remember her coming into meetings and sharing and I got to do this. I got to do that. I, 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 and now it's just like, look, this is what my kid's doing. I just need to get it off my chest. Like, Help me stay sober. You know, I watched her in a meeting last Sunday after after she told me about the pot and everything. And she literally just sat there and, like, was present in the moment, you know. And it's like, wow, again, like, if that was me, I'd be going ballistic, you know. Um, flipping over every rock in that moment to see how I can change the situation. And, you know, I just really admire the fact that Lisa, you know, admits she she doesn't have it, you know. It's not she can't do anything to change her kid. Right. No, so, not at all. And I, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing all this just because, you know, I put my mom through the absolute ringer, you know, and uh, it definitely and now I have children of my own. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're five and two. So they're right. a little bit young for that kind of behavior. <laughs> we don't. Oh, hopefully. So. Uh, hopefully. They are your children, Joe. <laughs> they are my children. And believe me, they, they got ooh the, the hard headedness is definitely oh, yeah. there. Oh. But um you know, like I said, I put my mom through the ringer and just hearing that just it makes me appreciate my mother so much more because it's just like, oh, my God, I couldn't imagine. You right. know? And especially when we you know when I got a little bit older, because, you know, at, at 14, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I was, you know, I, I was definitely in a lot of trouble and, and doing a lot of the same stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, I wasn't, you know, cooking pot brownies in the house. You know, <laughs> Blatant, at, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was definitely smoking a whole bunch of it right. and, uh, you know, and doing other stuff, too. Right. And, um, you know, my thing is, uh, you know, when you turn 18 and you become an adult, the consequences become real, mm-hmm. you know, and I was, I mean... God, I mean, I, you know, I, when my mother told me like, Hey, when you're in jail, at least I don't have to worry about like, yep. you know, what's going on with you. And exactly. that, that was my routine. I mean, I was incarcerated for, you know, I mean, you put it all together, you know, multiple years, you know, and, um, hmm. I mean, I can't imagine what that does to a, to a, to a parent to have to sit there and think, Oh, well, you know, my son is, you know, my son's locked up. So at least I don't have to worry about where he is and stuff like that, or if he's dead or this, that, and the other. And, uh, yeah, that's, and that's real. One of the bad things about no, this. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, um, you know, the other good news is though, you know, back, I, I remember back when I was 14, the same age doing all the exact same stuff. And at least I, you know, I, I, I still talk to, you know, um, Friends of mine that were, you know, doing that with me back then, some of those people turned out just fine. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, you know, and like you said, it's, it's, yeah. it's not really, you can't really designate him as an alcoholic or an addict. I mean, I don't think any of us can to anybody, right. really, but, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I mean... Well, I don't know how drinking. to handle that. He's not yeah. drinking. I mean, that's a good thing, I guess. Before he went to rehab, did he have a group of friends that he always hung out and did drugs with? Was nope. there? No, it was just him, an isolated case. It. He never touched anything until the trauma. Until the trauma. the trauma, yeah. So he's changing the way he, his coping. Like he's, yeah, exactly. That's he's what he's none. doing, and that's where he needs that outside help. And it may not. It's probably not a twelve-step program. It, it, it's that other stuff that needs to be tended to first. Yeah, you know. And, uh, 
Um, and I want to make sure I say this because everyone in this at this club knows him. Knows him. Yeah. You know. Oh, I remember you bringing him. I mean, this was you oh, know, yeah. years ago, and he was yeah, like he way little. But I've got half I mean, of his yeah. old clothes for my son. <laughs> <laughs> my son is named Ashton that's too. Right. Yeah, my son yeah. around with stuff called. We don't Ashton. have any more Ashton stuff. We yeah. don't do that's not oh, cool man. now at fourteen. <laughs> um, you know, he's got a good heart, and a, he's not a mean kid. He's just a defiant kid and just like, you know, relate. in your face. And, and, you know, when you were saying that, Joe, about your mom, with, I feel the same way. When Ashton's in a, in a, in a lockdown environment, he, as when I felt safest. Oh, he broke out of River Point like three weeks ago, by the way. It's, nice. not, it's not a lockdown place. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah. F this place. I'm leaving. And he saw a window and he ran. Mm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was going to say, you know, maybe he gonna, just needs yeah. a job. <laughs> Can anybody give him a job at 14? Because we need to get him to work. I don't, even know, I, don't even, summertime. I don't even know if you're allowed to work for at 14. I don't know. What is it? 15? Is that the eight? Oh, 14 oh, is? I was about but, to say, I yeah. work at 14. And I'm like, you got to get a work. Buddy. Tell him, uh, when you go home later, tell him you spoke to Jeff and Jeff has a bed available for him. <laughs> How about yeah. you go uh, stay a couple days at job and see what your future holds? Yeah. Stop it. A lot of service work needs to be done around here. Let's see what happens. I wow. think that um, is he in therapy now for anything? He's about to start, and we have okay. yeah, he's about to start a new therapy and family therapy. Okay, are you? And he's got a lot nervous? of people around him that care about him, and yeah. he knows that. Yeah, so. absolutely. You know that we care about him too. So I anything that we could do as well. You know, yeah. Thank Absolutely. you guys for having me here. No, we we really appreciate it. I mean, thank you for coming on. I know that's pretty tough to come on here and, and you know talk about. Well, you know, it's it's. <laughs> Lisa's over the, there shaking her head. She's like, nah. No, man. <laughs> I, got this. I mean, I needed women, and I needed people who've done this, who've walked through this with me before, and so mm-hmm. that's why I was like, when she said it, I was like, if anything I can say can help somebody else, or they can hear this and they can help me. Help me, and yeah, I'll right, help right, them. Right. I actually know somebody who went through something similar. I'm going to get with you after this as well. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, yeah, like I said, we really appreciate you coming on here, and um, you know, good luck with everything. I know it's really yeah. tough, and uh, God's hands. Yeah, no, absolutely. But like I said, you know, I did have some friends of mine that turned out just fine, even though they were, you know, smoking weed all day, every day, just like I was. That's now true. I did not turn out okay. No, they're, <laughs> probably, they're, probably <laughs> the they're thinking opposite of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. That's good hope too. Though, Joey you know. Boots. Like yeah, and, and you know, Thank hey, you. yeah, exactly. So you know, you know but, I, maybe I could end with this. You, sure. You know, we have that saying. I think Aaron mentioned there earlier you we you cannot scare an alcoholic no you can't scare an alcoholic so if if he's not alcoholic i have no problem being the bad guy and pulling that what is that thing when you go into a scared straight kind of thing on you but it doesn't work well if he's not alcoholic maybe i could scare him maybe i got some good one line you know we got that whole indestructible thing i'll bring a bunch of guys i'll bring a bunch of guys oh yeah yeah you want to come back that means joe would actually have to take jeff fishing no no, 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 he can't come with me. He can't come with me. But, um, he, 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 yeah, all right, well, hey, we're, <laughs> about, out banana of, we're about out of time, though. Um, thank you again, Lisa. And, um, yeah, that's pretty funny. Lisa, thank you so, so much. Awesome. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Take care.